Welcome back to So Wait Pause, the podcast where we pair a good and bad movie and get drunk while we do it. This is Ashley, and I'm with my favorite drinking buddy, Sean. Hey. Hi. I have such whiplash over this weather because we have been freezing cold, and then like I've been on a number of calls today in my office, and I've had the door closed. And it was so freaking hot in my office right now. And I literally just like walked out of my office and came straight in here to record. Today is 60 something after being like in the teens just what last week? Yeah. Like I can't keep up with it. I am miserable. Somebody needs to call Dennis Quaid. Why? Isn't he in Day After Tomorrow? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this latest ice storm is the weirdest thing that I've seen because our trees like turned into ice cubes. Every individual limb was like encased in ice. I've never seen that before. Yeah. And I mean, it was terrifying with like all the trees and limbs falling down. But then like, I don't know, day two of it, I was like when I like went and ran an errand and it was so beautiful. It's amazing. Something so beautiful was so dangerous. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it looked nice, but then like it literally uprooted huge, enormous trees and like destroyed a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like MLGW like had a thing that said like the ice like put up to like 500 extra pounds. Wow. On a tree. That's insane. Yeah. 500 pounds. Well, I guess our trees are strong because they, they barely broke. Knock on all the wood. <laughs> They're feasting on everything below them because everything dies. <laughs> like nothing can grow below those trees. So they must have strong roots. Yeah. That grow into our pipes. Yeah. And everything else. But I mean... I guess it's working. That's really the movie that they've never made before. Is a horror movie about people just hearing branches cracking and not knowing <laughs> if it's about to fall right on the roof. Because <laughs> we sat there for like hours just listening. And right. like everything was always creaking. And we couldn't tell like, is that the one? Is that right. the one that's going to break? Right. I'm also like thinking like, I mean, I knew it at the time, but I'm also thinking in retrospect how dangerous it was that we were constantly were just standing at the window watching things, like seeing if they're going to fall. Yeah. I mean, I guess the ones that we were looking at, they weren't that close to the house. There's only a couple that directly overlapped to where we would have been standing. Luckily, none of those fell, but other ones cracked. And then uh, we, of course, got to see the neighbor across the street lose like half their tree. Oh, I feel so bad for them. It literally split like a banana. I've never seen a tree fall like that. So crazy. People I work with are still without power. Hmm. Like several people. Yeah. We're a week out from when it happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we had like over 100,000 people without power. It was over 200,000. Was it? I think it was like 230. At one point, I think they said it was up to 30% mm-hmm. of MLGW mm-hmm. users, which I don't know what that equates to people-wise. So that might be households or something like that. Well, I don't know. Bunkers. That is one of the worst things, even though it wasn't the most severe it was like one of the worst things we've been through so far. It's the second worst storm. Ever? Mm-hmm. In Memphis. Second worst ice storm. No, I think it's the second worst storm. Huh. I mean, I guess because they lost so much power. Because mm-hmm. of so much damage. Mm-hmm. It's weird, though, because like we've had like tornadoes and straight line winds and stuff like that. And like those seem more powerful. But then I guess if every tree in Memphis had like hundreds of pounds of extra weight on them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. I don't know how any of them were standing. Well, sell this to M. Night Shyamalan. I'm sure he can make a movie out of... <laughs> sure he can. <laughs> the, ice is, the ice is conscious, and it intentionally is weighing down our trees. Oh, it's like, uh, I remember my first uh, winter in Memphis, um, and it was like my first like ice snow, mm-hmm. which was also my first concussion. 
My only concussion. From falling? Yeah, I slipped on some ice and mm. hit my head pretty hard. The ice is conscious. <laughs> the ice is awake. What would, what, would we, what would the tagline be? I don't know. We're going to have to think about that. <laughs> the ice is con- the conscious is too big of a word. The ice is... Slippery when wet. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I guess you could call it slippery when wet, but that sounds more like a joke. I'm, I'm trying to make a joke, but also serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure The Happening had a really dumb tagline. Because wasn't it like the trees or something? I, it, it, like had some, it was really dumb, really stupid. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be stupid, but also like we don't think it's stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, my mom happened to be coming into town the weekend of the first like real ice in Memphis that I lived here. And I remember we were just driving and I was like, oh, wow, like the, like, it's just so pretty. Like the snow and the ice is just so pretty. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, until you slip and fall and die. <laughs> and I was like, God. And then I'd be like, oh, look at those cool icicles. I've never seen icicles before. She's like, yeah, until they break off and stab you and kill you. <laughs> like It was like she like had all these ways that it was going to kill me. <laughs> what is the movie where the girl dies and then is like trying to contact the detective from the other side. I don't know. Remember? And then like the killer, I think dies because an icicle breaks and stabs him through the neck. I have no clue. It's like something bones. Oh, the lovely bones. Lovely bones. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That was a weird movie. That was Saoirse Ronan's late first role. Oh, was she the, the girl that died? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, whoever the murderer is, Stanley I guess. Tushy. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there you go. I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering right that he's literally like walking out of his place because he's pretty much gotten away with it. But I don't remember how Saoirse is communicating with the detective. It's not the detective. It's her father, Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Um, so she's like trying to like... Have you seen this movie? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you're describing more of the movie than I have. And I didn't know if you had seen it's it. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I don't recall the stabbing in an icicle. I'm just, I'm pretty sure that something happens maybe she's able to like break to break it you know because she can like weirdly interact with the like with things in the world but Mm -hmm. like not really because she's in her own place which i guess is like purgatory Mm -hmm. or something like that i don't know either which way i think i remember that the guy dies because an icicle breaks and and stabs him interesting that might have been roughly around the time too that you were going through this experience uh that was like a year later maybe yeah i didn't know if maybe it influenced your mom (laughs) maybe (laughs) And she'd be like, and then there's black ice and like, that's going to make your car spin out and you will die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's not wrong, but like, <laughs> I'm like now interested. Is that really what happens? If not, oh my God, you're right. So a large icicle falls from an overhead branch, hitting Harvey's shoulder, causing him to fall backward over a steep cliff to his death. Yeah, there we go. So it doesn't stab him. It just makes him lose his balance. I think it kind of stabs him when it falls, but like then makes him lose balance. I thought I remembered it going into his neck, but I think it might have been the case where it kind of did impale him and then he was doing the, like the stagger, mm-hmm. like where you're like staggering around and then fall. Mm-hmm. I think it was that type of situation. Well then, well, talking about stabbing, tonight we're watching Heathers. I, I don't know. The, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I haven't seen Heathers, so maybe that's why. Oh my God. I'm so excited that you're going to watch Heathers. Is Heathers the one that where uh, we get the phrase... The, the chainsaw phrase. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Well, let me tell you about Heathers. So it came out in 1989. We haven't done a lot of 80s movies. 
Uh, no, we've done a, f- a couple, uh, or ones that were like right on the cusp. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do more nineties and early two thousands than we do eighties. Yeah, for sure. So I'll read the synopsis for you. Um, so Veronica played by Winona Ryder is a part of the most popular clique at her high school, but she disapproves of the other girl's cruel behavior. When Veronica and her new boyfriend, JD played by a Christian Slater confront Click leader Heather Chandler and accidentally poison her, they make it appear a suicide. Soon, Veronica realizes that JD is intentionally killing students he does not like. She races to stop JD while also clashing with the Click's new leader, Heather Duke, played by Shannon Doherty. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is like... Exactly your type of movie. It's everything I love. We have murder. We have, uh, we have campiness. We have, you know, quintessential, like high school rom-com like it's mm-hmm. just so good you know um when you mentioned christian slater so this came out in the 80s what, what year 89 89 so i don't remember i think it was the early 90s uh and i'm gonna have to double check this to make sure because it's been a long time since i've seen this there's a movie called pump up the volume and i think that christian slater is in it mm-hmm. but that would be a good movie to choose sometime because it's uh, about like a radio dj like a college, I think, high school or college radio DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and it follows that, but let me double check. Yeah, it was Christian Slater. 1990, coming of age drama. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, that's where, uh, well, maybe I'll choose it sometime so I won't go too far into it. It's interesting. It also kind of fits some of those things. It's not, it's serious. It's it's much more serious, but it's kind of about like, you know, like how the 90s was all about like what is driving people in the suburbs insane. It it's yeah. kind of focuses a little bit on that. Hmm, sounds like something I would like. Yeah. And kind of like the 80s, 90s revolution against the suburbs mm-hmm. where everybody's like, yeah, screw that. We're going back into cities. And like, you know, like Ben Folds writing Rocking the Suburbs and like all that type of like, that was a big theme there for a while mm-hmm. about like, I'm not going to be like these ticky tacky, like everybody looks the same. Everybody's in the same house type people. You know, I think we're a little bit over that now, but yeah. Well, that's what I remember Christian's later from. I also saw a movie where he had. I think schizophrenia and like his goldfish and stuff was talking to him, but I can't remember what that movie was called. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. I just haven't seen that much with Christian Slater in it. So I, I knew him. Hopefully I'll like this. Yeah. I mean, he disappeared for such a long time before. I mean, Mr. Robot was definitely his coming back mm-hmm. to things. But yeah, this is just like a very dark comedy that I, that I've always loved. It's been at least 10 years since I've seen it. Yeah. So. I mean, I've never seen it. So, um, I guess, Go through a little bit of the synopsis again so I can make a shot in the dark. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, you have, like, the popular girl group called the Heathers. And mm-hmm. there's three girls who are the Heathers. They're Are they all named, named Heather? Heather? They're all named Heather. Okay. But then they're also friends with, like, Veronica. Mm-hmm. But, like, Veronica is definitely, like, a, like, you guys are horrible people. And, like, I don't want to be like you. Like, whereas, like, the Heathers are super, like, preppy and, like, beautiful and conventional beauty. Veronica is way more like, fuck that shit. Uh And so uh, JD, played by Christian Slater, is like a new kid in school. And I'm pretty sure he's new. And him and Veronica start dating. Mm -hmm. And like you start to realize that like JD is basically like killing everyone. And at first like Veronica is thinking like they're accidents and then realizing that they're not. It's hard for me to know what the relationships are like in this then because... I don't understand how the preppy girls are related with the non-preppy girl and this guy. Yeah. I mean, you just have to watch it. Okay. 
Um, well, see, so you no. Know, before you gave the synopsis, but just going off it being the 80s in a high school, my original shot in the dark was going to be that somebody has an, like a double letter name. Like what do you mean? Like his name is JD. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I don't know what it was about the 80s, but all the cool kids always were like AC or JD <laughs> or, you know, it's, it's always right. like a, a double letter. Yeah. It's like, which we don't see any names like that anymore. Yeah. Hardly at all. Yeah. Um, but that was a huge thing in the 80s and early 90s. So now I know his name is JD, so I can't guess that. My guess instead is going to be that this pulls a classic high school type move where the popular girls become attracted to JD, but JD is attracted to the non-popular girl and that creates some sort of like scuffle. Oh, wait, say that again? The popular, one of the popular girls mm-hmm. is going to be attracted to JD. Mm-hmm. But JD, as you said, it looks like he gets in a relationship with the non-popular girl. Veronica, yeah. Okay. And so my thought was that that's going to create like a a scuffle. Okay. Like a fight between mm-hmm. the popular girl and the not popular girl. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Because like I said, I don't know the relationship between these things. But mm-hmm. in most movies like this, that happens. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's a new person, it's like that new person is always like coveted by one person and like... You know, there's always that, like, triangle of sorts, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, Well, I did find drinking rules uh, from real drinking games, which is we've used several times. So we are going to drink anytime they say suicide, Veronica, or Ohio. Um, Anytime a note is read or written, uh, they play croquet, a gun is drawn, uh, and someone is killed. All right. My other shot in the dark is that the Heathers are actually doing the killing in that they're trying to blame it on JD. Okay. But it made it seem like the synopsis openly acknowledges that JD is doing the killing. So that's the only issue with that guess. Mm-hmm. I can't tell what the synopsis is trying to do there. Mm-hmm. That's uh, just an aside. Okay. Well, I can't wait for you to watch Heathers. Yeah. I will be offended if you don't like it. Yeah. You probably won't like it. I don't know. I mean, is it a, what type of movie is it? It's a comedy. It's a dark comedy. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, well, let's go watch it. All right. And we're back from watching Heather's. Are we getting a divorce? No, I like Heather's. Um, there were several times during the movie you were like, eh, "Is this a bad movie?" Um, specifically because of Christian Slater. Christian Slater's acting is just kind of like, it's like he's played off as like the cool rebel in some ways, but he's also like not cool at all. Yeah. Like he's supposed to be the guy in the trench coat. Yeah, kinda. But then he also like gets like one of the most popular and prettiest girls in school to fall in love with him. So like, that's not what the trench coat guys are like. You know what I mean? Like this is Mm -hmm. much more like the bad boy who wins over people you know what i mean more than the like awkward trench coat guy i guess so but it's like the whole time he's just weird he's super weird also like i forgot how much young christian slater's face is just a face of a very particular person that we all went to school with it is just like that guy who like kind of has like this like like the snake slit eyes you know like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah like his face is just kind of like snake like What's that one guy that was in Killing of a Sacred Deer? Uh, like Barry Keenan or whatever his name is. I kind of feel the same way about that guy. Yeah, I agree. 
Which also, didn't he play a but school he, shooter or something like that in some movie? Not that I can think of. Well, I mean, in that movie, he's like a weird, mm-hmm. weird guy that mm-hmm. I can't remember hardly what happened in that movie. But not uh, that movie. I thought that he, maybe not. Who was in that movie where... Uh, we Need to Talk About Kevin. Yeah, that one. I knew that's the movie you were thinking of. Who was of. that? Uh, Ezra Miller. Okay, that guy looks kind of similar to, to mm, like what I'm thinking of, too. I don't think so. Yeah, okay. Well, in which way, those people give me the same vibe. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. And it's kind of like their entire eye is kind of like one black pupil. Yeah. Yeah. I think I told the story while we were watching it where I was like, Christian Slater looks like the guy from middle school. He was horrible. And he uh, grabbed my butt in the hallway and I hit him in the face of a closed fist. And I think that's like the only person I've ever hit. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> so that's that's who Christian Slater reminds me of. Well, maybe he modeled it off of Christian Slater because that was, this is, <laughs> ni- what, 1988? Yeah. Or 89, one of the two. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> Overall, okay. I, for, I did not forget, but I forgot just how delicious this movie is. I forgot how much I love the color blocking of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like how each other has their assigned color and like how no matter what, like they're always represented in that color. I like, I just forgot that I like how just delicious that was. It reminded me a lot of 80s. I guess it is one of those like 80s high school movies, right? So it's like right literally. in the, yeah, right in the <laughs> midst of like the things that created that. This was not John Hughes. Um, do you know who did direct this movie? Um, I did. Um, okay, so it was directed by Michael Lehman, who did things like uh, 40 Days and 40 Nights. Oh, he did the, um, he directed at least some of the episodes of uh, The Woman in the House Across the Street from The Girl in the Window, the oh. the parody show we just <laughs> yeah, watched. Yeah, like the newer one. Yeah. Uh, oh, he did some Veronica Mars, which totally makes sense. He did some Scream Queens, which tracks, some Californication, some True Blood. He's definitely been focusing primarily on, like... TV. Yeah. Well, uh, the reason I'm bringing this up, though, is that it, it does feel very much 80s. A lot of stuff, it's almost like I can't understand it. And I guess that's the way that, like, future generations going to feel about the slang that we used in high school. <laughs> Maybe they already feel that way. You know, the, the current high school kids or whatever. But there were phrases that we just, like, don't use anymore. Uh, I, it's kind of like when we watched the movie with um, Pauly Shore... And how, like, Polly Shore uses, like, a type of language that we right. just don't use. Yeah. And some of that is just Polly Shore, but some of it is just things that were commonly said in the early 90s. Yeah, but it's also, like, it was, and I, and I could be completely off, but I do believe that it was also creating a lot of words, like, mm-hmm. like a lot of uh, vernaculars and whatnot that ended up getting picked up. Like, I think it was intentionally making up those types of slangs and whatnot, that then became a part of pop culture. Right. It's just hard for me to tell because I didn't. Right. It's like. I wasn't in high school at that point. You know? um, it's like how like I and everyone says, I know, right? Like that mm-hmm. came from Mean Girls. Like yeah. that was not a thing that people said before Mean Girls. But now it is like, I don't even, when I say that phrase, I don't think of Mean Girls at all. It's just something I say 24-7. Right. Yeah. And I, I guess it's just hard to differentiate once mm-hmm. you get so far past that you don't remember where it started. Uh, we found that with a lot of our movies, especially the comedies. The comedies, for some reason, really seem to be where the phrases come from. Yeah. Um, the that's that the most say. accessible to everyone. 
Well, yeah, and I guess probably the one of the more popular things that high schoolers and mm-hmm. younger are watching. Um, but I also bring it up because I, again, can't really differentiate what was the culture like in 1980. So you hear like stereotypic things about the 80s. It was one of the most violent times in U.S. history. The crime was like the highest ever throughout the 80s and early 90s. But I know that bullying was bad. I know that bullying is worse then than it is today, for instance. But the people in this just seem like uniformly terrible. Even if you're supposed to be one of the like non-bullies, <laughs> you're kind of a douche. Yeah. Like you like laugh at fat people to their face. Yeah. You like just walk around the cafeteria and like ask people weird fucking questions and then like laugh at them when they answer. Like, is yeah. that how it happened? Because that is not what high schools are like today. That is exactly what high school and middle school was like when I grew up. That is so weird because not once in any high school I went to, I went to like, I don't know, a couple of different high schools, right? You went to two. <laughs> well, but in different states and, yeah. and whatnot. And, and you made it sound like you were just, you just went to a buffet of high schools. Well, no, if I can, if I include my middle schools, I went to a lot of schools. Yeah, you did. Um, but either which way, it's just like nobody in those schools I I won't say nobody. There were some people who were like that. They would start like a food fight or something like that, right? Or that would say mean things in the locker room or something like that. This movie portrays it as if every single person in the cafeteria is just like being a dick to each other. I mean, I get what you're saying, but like like the things that people were doing, like in isolated events, all that happened when I went to high school. Weird. Like, the fat person got made fun of vocally. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people were making fun of them. Uh, People were calling girls sluts. People were gossiping about that type of shit. People were throwing illicit parties and, like, shit coming out of that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely remember things like like rumors and gossip and that Mm -hmm. type of stuff. I do remember that aspect. And I I remember, like, terrible rumors that would get started about specific people and that would go around or whatever. But that was normally pretty isolated to certain types of groups that would share that type of information or make try to get those to be a thing. It wasn't like everybody in the school. This makes it seem that it wasn't, you know, it starts with like the jock in the popular girl. And they're literally just like messing with people in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that being so much a thing of people literally just walking up to your table and starting something with you in the middle of lunch. I mean, yeah, I mean, not like 24 seven, but like there was definitely things like, I mean, at least where I went to school, like where like, uh, like side things could get instigated, like kind of, so like the whole thing is that like main Heather, I think it's Heather Chandler's the main Heather. Um, she does this thing like lunchtime surveys mm-hmm. and her and Veronica go around and like, just ask like a random question. Well, that's people. what I was, well, and that's not starting like a fight or no, no, whatever. No, like, but like what I, what I'm telling you, like I, what the point I'm trying to get to is that like, there's a shade of meanness uh-huh. implicitly underlied in the question, even though the question is, is as innocuous as you could win a million dollars and aliens come and you know, the world's about to end. What do you do with the money? Mm-hmm. There is still an element of meanness and I'm going to make fun of your answer, even though I'm asking this innocuous question and yeah. shit like that happened all the time. Weird. Well, and that's the part I was going to get to next is they're walking out of the cafeteria, like you said, asking, what would you do with $5 million from Clearinghouse? <laughs> Publisher's Clearinghouse. Yeah, yeah. Publisher's Clearinghouse. <laughs> if Publisher's Clearinghouse gave you a $5 million check and aliens were going to destroy the world, what would you do with it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, if, <laughs> you know, like the bullying aside, 
I don't think anybody ever walked around our high school asking people like every day at lunch, you just survey people like that. I do not remember that. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, we've apparently had vastly different high school experiences. And you went to a private school too. I went to a public and a private school. So were they both like this? Yeah. I mean, the public school part was a much larger scale, more similar to something like this. And man, that time was horrible for me. (laughs) Hmm. It was just, uh, people are so mean. (laughs) Weird. Um, And while I'm on my soapbox real quick, that's why I have such a deep love for my favorite show, Buffy, because it was a pure metaphor that high school is literally hell. (laughs) Just had to to put that plug. (laughs) Even if you are as strong and attractive as Sarah Michelle Gellar. Which, that's the part I never got. Like, Buffy should have been the most popular person in that school. Well, she started out being until, like, you know, her slayer duties got in the way. I guess so. And I guess there's the movie version I haven't seen. And she's popular in that, right? Oh, we have to make that a bad movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Before it, was, before it was Sarah Michelle Gellar. How have I not brought that as a bad movie? I don't know. But wasn't Buffy popular and then became the slayer? Yeah. And then, like, yeah, now she's like, like a lone wolf and she can't be popular anymore because she has her duties. Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. God, I can't believe... Oh, my God. <laughs> Get ready. That's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'll, Buffy has nothing to do with feathers. Well, uh, anyway, if if you went to high school in the 80s, let us know. Was it really that bad? <laughs> Did you get, was bullying this, like, pervasive and everyone did it to everyone all the time <laughs> with no stopping? Uh, I mean, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, you know what they should have been made fun of? What? One, the whole way that... It's uh, JD, right? Yeah. It's uh, the way that JD acts the whole time, uh, including taking Winona Ryder on her first date to get a slushy at like the 7-Eleven. That was their date. I thought they met up, like they ran into each other and got the slushy. Uh, well, so this becomes a thing. I guess they're like, that's like, that's their thing is that they, they do it like three times in the movie. Yeah. But like, that's something that Veronica was doing pre-JD. She always went and got a slushy. At the convenience store. Yeah, but then he invites her to go do it. Yeah, like it's... Like, and then he's like... like Because there's a scene where he is like, cherry or Coke. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's on me. <laughs> it's on me. <laughs> like, getting an icy. But you know what else is old about this movie? What? The teacher's smoking in the lounge. Yeah, that is. The principal and teachers are literally sitting around <laughs> with cigarettes in the, in the teacher lounge talking about everything that's going around in the school. It's true. So, I mean, I obviously knew the plot of this movie... But I forgot about the, like, adult hysteria around teenage suicide Yeah, <laughs> in the movie, which is, like, just a big, like, satirical plot. Um, There's that, a lot of jokes made about this, too. Yeah. <laughs> and about it being just a, about, the, like, the glorification of, like, suicide. And, like, uh, it, it, I mean, it, chef's kiss. Like, I love every second of how they handle it. Um well, uh, well, one, uh, everybody becomes better liked after they commit suicide. Exactly. So that is one lesson that you pull from, from this movie. But that's what it's making fun of. Like, right, that yeah. is, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Well, the way that people talk about people after it happens. Right. And I, I completely forgot the plot point, And it's such a major plot point um, about the song Teenage Suicide, Don't Do It. <laughs> yeah. Which didn't Queen have a song that was like that exact same thing? It has to be par- a parody. I think it was like a real song, wasn't it? Uh, if I remember right, Queen 
had, I think it was Queen, maybe it was someone else, had a song about suicide. Like kind of for this exact same purpose. But I don't remember what it's called because it's not one like that I would have listened to all the time. Uh, here's a fact thing about it. Uh, I have to get to you the part of it. Okay. Um, the song Teenage Suicide Don't Do It, featured prominently in the film by the fictional band Big Fun, is a parody of a famous rock band. The song is a satirical jab at Queen's Don't Try Suicide. Don't Try Suicide. <laughs> a track off their 1980 album, The Game. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I thought someone like that had a song. Uh, it also reminds me of the band in Jennifer's Body. Oh, yeah. Through the Trees. Through the Trees. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that was a great song, though. <laughs> I don't know. The other thing I was going to bring up about how parents react to this is that it led to the best quotes of the movie, specifically mm-hmm. because there's the recurring scenes of funerals mm-hmm. uh, that get increasingly ridiculous because it keeps <laughs> happening over and over and over again. Right. Um, and the priest always has all these reasons like why this is happening. It's never about bullying or about anything, right? The whole thing is always about society is like falling apart and like we're like leaving religion behind and like that's what's creating Mm -hmm. suicide. Also, uh, kind of a a footnote here, nobody commits suicide in this movie. Like everybody's murdered in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody commits suicide. Um, So that's one thing. So we're not uh, just just making fun of suicide, right? exactly. Uh, Nobody commits suicide. So here's the other thing. My favorite quote came out of one of those moments where he said, I blame the society that tells its youth that the answers can be found in MTV video games. <laughs> Such I, don't a even, good quote. I don't even remember what that, what that means. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, same guy had a quote that says, why don't you tell them about that righteous dude, Jesus Christ? <laughs> righteous dude is another good one. So a lot of my understanding of some of the terms, uh, I understand what righteous dude means, but uh, I thought that was hilarious. That's funny. That also reminds me of another funeral scene, which uh, we pointed out when it happened because it's a quote, a recognizable quote, which was when the football quarterback, uh, I don't know why I called him a football quarterback. I was going to (laughs) say the football quarterback. I was going to say football player. And then I mixed Uh, anyway, when the quarterback dies, it's framed to make it look like he was basically in a gay relationship with another football player. Right. So they're like in their underwear and stuff when they, when they get killed, whatever. Also, that's probably like one of the more like off kilter things in the movie about Mm -hmm. how they make them seem gay. Yeah. Cause it's literally like having a shopping bag full of like lipstick and (laughs) like photos of gay people yeah like, like that's what I don't, like that okay <laughs> you know that one was a little off out, out there but anyway there's a scene where they're doing that funeral and the father gets up and he says i love my dead gay son <laughs> and that is that is a recognizable quote i had heard that phrase before right. before ever even seen this movie right the only other one i had ever heard of course was uh fuck, fuck me, me gen- yeah. gently with a chainsaw uh-huh. you heard that from me <laughs> from saying that well, I've heard that from a lot of people. Really? Yeah. I thought you only heard it from me. Almost specifically women, too, like through high school and college. It's a great quote. Was Heather's just more popular, maybe among women? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, it's there's no reason. Like, yeah, it's, pr- it's like a dark comedy. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay. Give it to me straight. What did you think about this movie? I think that the movie was enjoyable to watch. I thought that 
there were funny moments. I thought that it was like easy enough to drink to. It was a pretty quintessential movie in the genre of, mm-hmm. you know, and this isn't like a coming of age story. It's just like a high school, yeah. whatever. It's a high school dark comedy. Yeah. Right. Uh, in terms of being a dark comedy, it is pretty early mm-hmm. in that regard, especially with some of the themes they tackle and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like the nineties got a lot more after Columbine and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. feel like it's when you had a culture shift toward mm-hmm. darker comedies about these types of mm-hmm. things going on. Uh, so I give it props for that as well. Christian Slater really, really hurts this movie for me because Christian Slater is sometimes almost unwatchable. But he's also like the perfect psychopath. He is. And like, I can't distance like what about him is just being punchable versus what is him making himself punchable. Right. It's hard because like his, his personality makes him punchable. But also kind of his his face makes him punchable. (laughs) He does have a really punchable face. And I don't know if that ever changed. I looked him up to see what he looks like now. He kind of looks the same, but like, you know, he's filled out a little bit. He doesn't look quite as punchable anymore. There's something about him in this time period. And like I said, I I watched Pump Up the Volume. Uh, He's the main character of that. When I watched it, it was an undergrad. I don't remember wanting to punch him the whole time, but... Maybe, maybe I have a different frame now. Uh, I'm a little bit older. <laughs> I have less tolerance, obviously, like we found out with Mimisiku. So uh, I don't know. Uh, this this podcast is actually just a uh, hearing mo- grievances. <laughs> no, it's just a uh, diary of watching us morph into our parents. <laughs> uh, maybe I mean, it's, it's infeasible, I guess. All right, but that all said. If I try to realize that that Christian Slater was acting, I hope, and that that's just not like how he acts, I'm gonna give it like a 79. Okay. I could maybe put it at an 80. I feel better if you had it at an 80. <laughs> I'll put it at an 80. <laughs> Thank you. You know what? I'll, I'll make it an 81. No, no, no. You don't need. <laughs> you don't need to like, just keep going up arbitrarily. You no, know I'll, I'll give it a 98. <laughs> No, I'm going to give it a... I'll give it an 81. How about that? That puts a little bit into the 80s. Here's my thing. I don't have the nostalgic feel toward this movie because I never saw it before. I do see why you would, and I think it's an enjoyable movie. I think it's a little bit dated in many different ways. I think the acting from one person is, like, not the best. Maybe it is. I don't know. (laughs) People can disagree on this. Uh... It's just like every time I had to see him, I was like, oh, I, like, I don't want to see him anymore. <laughs> uh, and maybe that's how I'm supposed to feel. I don't know. I mean, I think it is definitely worth watching. Mm-hmm. I would watch it again, given some time. And I think it's just like the initial shock of, of Christian Slater. Yeah, so I'm giving it a 95. I, like, honestly, like I thought going in, I mean, it's been so long since I've watched it. I was like, I'm probably not going to love it as much as I used to. I thought like I was going to give it a 90 just on a matter of principle, uh-huh. but no, I like, I think I enjoyed even more now that I'm older. Like I just, I don't know. I love this movie. It is everything I want in a movie. You know, if I gave it more time and then I thought back on it again, I would probably rate it higher. Mm-hmm. It's just the initial yeah. feel, uh, feel is where I'm at yeah. and definitely good. I wouldn't put it in my top list of like my favorite comedies or dark, dark comedies. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, there are going to be movies that I would rate. Yeah. A ninety-five that you would rate 
sometimes like a 40. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and also like, to be fair, like I do not like comedies. Yeah. If I'm watching a comedy, this is the type of comedy I'm watching and enjoying. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is a great segue into Zoolander. But before we get to Zoolander, we have to uh, give it also a drinkability score. I think if you are really into it, this can be an easy 8 out of 10. Yeah, like, I would give it an 8 out of 10 yeah, for drinkability. Like, it's, I think it's a fun, I like really enjoyed like laughing through it and like, especially like on the things like when the preacher and was doing the funerals, like, right. I, th- I thought it was great. It will. And that's, that's going to leave me on my last comment about this. I think one of the problems with watching a number of these older movies is that they are now, they feel so stereotypic because mm-hmm. they created the stereotype. And I bring that up a lot. Yeah. Like when you create the archetype, then like, and you go back and watch this, right. you're, you're the archetype. This is the same I feel like as you felt with Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. where it's like, you've seen that a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen this a lot. Mm-hmm. Not not in the exact sense, but I right. feel like I've seen the same thing kind of like right. reasonably often. Uh, but it like, it does it in a way that isn't as complex because mm-hmm. it's the original archetype. Right. Right. So like, it's something where at one point in time, a group of people were like, this is high art. Mm-hmm. And now it feels simple. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to know that we build upon an advance across time. Right. Because, I mean, <laughs> our narratives now are just so much more complex. Right. In, in all ways. Yeah. N- not of everything. Not of all movies. But, like, of good movies that would get this much acclaim mm-hmm. as what Heather's got. Because Heather's mm-hmm. is, like, a cultural thing. Right. Yeah. It's embedded in our yeah. culture. It yeah. had an impact. I feel like for it to be that type of movie now, you'd have to be way more complex than this. Right. Uh, maybe not. I mean, I say that uh, Mean Girls isn't like that complex, right. Right. but so I don't know. Yeah. But to be a cult classic, that's the, I think that's the differentiating feature here is that this wasn't just like the blockbuster that went and made a billion dollars. This right. was a cult classic. Yeah. Also, kind of cult classic status is Zoolander. I think it is a cult classic because when you look at the profits, it didn't make that much. Yeah. The box it, office is not that It's definitely one of the things that exploded like a few years after it came out. I feel like that is the way with almost all Ben Stiller movies. Yeah. Other than like Meet the Parents feels like it was probably pretty successful mm-hmm. when it came out. But mm-hmm. like I think Dodgeball was another one that like got mm-hmm. way more popular after the fact than right. it was when it was in theaters. Right. Uh, Zoolander, I remember a lot of people talking about it at school, but I don't think it made very much money. And I don't think that like, I mean, definitely it didn't have like critical acclaim. I definitely didn't see it in theaters, but I mean, I mean, it wasn't like years and years after it came out, but it wasn't like within months of it coming out. But like we were, me and my friends watched it like hundreds of times. Yeah. Um, so this is all to say (laughs) that's movie Zoolander. The way I'm connecting it to Heather's is because both Winona Ryder and Christian Slater appear in Zoolander separately, cameoing as themselves. There's yep. a lot of cameos in, uh-huh. in Zoolander. Yeah. Um, but it just felt too perfect not to make it the pairing. Um, so in case you live under a rock and you've never watched Zoolander, I'll real quick read the synopsis. Um, so propelled to the top of the fashion world by a photogenic gaze he calls Blue Steel, dim-witted male model Derek Zoolander, played by Ben Stiller, thinks he's got a fourth consecutive win as male model of the year in the bag. But when his rival, Hansel, played by Owen Wilson, 
unexpectedly takes the crown, Derek is crushed. He becomes Easy Gray for fashion designer Magatu, played by Will Ferrell, who signs Derek to star in his derelict uh, fashion show, where uh, where he then brainwashes him to kill Malaysia's prime minister. Wawa Wiwa. That is a description of a plot. <laughs> you know, until you said it, I didn't remember the part about him killing the Malaysian prime minister. Me, I was just about to say that too. <laughs> like, um, like I, I remember, remember a lot about this movie. But I was like, that. I know there's a brainwash thing, but I don't remember why. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I remember that part. Um, yeah, well, I remember. I remember it now. Yeah. Now that you bring it up, um, yeah. you know what? Though, when you mentioned that you were going to choose Zoolander, I was looking up a little bit about Zoolander, and mm-hmm. did you know? I did not know this when I found it out that. Zoolander is pulling like a full-on Ted Lasso. Do you know how Ted Lasso started as like a commercial? It was like during yeah. an ESPN. Like, yeah, and then it became its like it's but Yeah. That is what happened with Zoolander. Really? It was created for, do you want to guess? Was it created for a Super Bowl thing? No. It was created in 1996. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess for what? You're probably not going to be able to guess, but you I can mean, take a guess. I mean, the obvious choice feels like SNL, but that's not it, right? No, no, no. Uh-uh. no. Like like an ad for something? Uh, it was a segment that came out for a bigger show. Oh, really? Like a, like a live show. Okay. Tell me more about this. Okay. Uh, if you don't have a, a guess, it's, it's hard I to mean, guess. Like, I guess this... like 18 things. And you just no, be you like, said SNL. But... Well, you're like, you're like, okay, now guess. I'm like, okay, SNL. And you're like, uh, no. So like, so are you going to guess? <laughs> well, I thought you would then, you know, guess something like the Emmys or, or like, some ran- the Oscars or something like that. Okay, so here's what it is. It's not anything as good as that. Derek Zoolander was created by VH1. I was about to guess MTV. Nope, VH1 mm-hmm. for the 1996 Fashion Awards. <laughs> you can go look at this on YouTube. There's a video. I watched it. Uh, wow. There's a video of Derek Zoolander. Uh, it's like Ben Stiller. In that exact same character, using the same voice, he talks about blue steel. Mm-hmm. He talks about all sort like all the things that you like. The primary jokes about mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. are in that skit. Wow! Which when did this come out? Uh, let me check. Two thousand two. Like, so that's six years later. Yeah. They even show him like with his roommates. Wow. There's like all sorts of like everything. They they talk about him being left-handed, mm-hmm. uh, which. They mention him being left-handed in the skit, but I think in the movie that he like can't turn left or something like that. I don't think it's yeah, that he can't use yeah, his yeah, left I think hand. You're right. Yeah, because uh, I don't know. It, go watch the YouTube skit if you haven't seen it. But there's one part where he's like, you know, I've had to overcome diversity because I'm left-handed and they haven't made left-handed runways. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So this came out in 2002. I'm fully expecting to hate this on a rewatch. Like I like I watched it so much as a kid and like I thought it was funny when I was a kid, but like just even like thinking about Will Ferrell at this time just like makes my skin crawl. Um that's like everything I hate. Yeah, I mean I can see how you would not like it. Uh what you need to get prepared for is for me to probably rate it higher than others. <laughs> I am prepared for that moment. But and and this is where you have to acknowledge the difference in our uh, adolescent development, <laughs> right? Absolutely. <laughs> that like this is like quintessential what I was doing with my friends every right. weekend <laughs> is watching stuff like this, and then for you it was stuff like Heather's, obviously. Right. And 
I don't know. I, I feel like that is the uh, the difference here. Yeah. Um, well, I'm happy to tell you that uh, Drink When has rules for us. Okay. Anytime someone says Hansel, do they call him Hansel or Hansel? Hansel. Hansel. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone says Mugatu. Anyone says good looking, like ridiculously good looking. Um, a word is said incorrectly. There is a cameo. Take a double drink if it's Winona Ryder or Christian Slater. Mm-hmm. Um, and relax. The song is played or referenced. Relax. Oh, don't right. Do yeah. yeah. It. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those songs that like had like somebody like had somebody walked by singing that just like how I did right now. Mm hmm. I would not have connected it to Zoolander. Like, it's something I've heard so many times that I think of it as a real song. Right. It, well, it, is, it a is a real, real song. song. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you got me there for a second because I was like, what are you talking about? No, yeah, it's a real song. Yep. Yep. As I said it, I realized what I was saying. <laughs> this is a not, not a uh, through the trees or, <laughs> or, or, or teen, suicide, don't do it. <laughs> teen suicide, don't do it. Yeah. Um, so, are you ready to go watch this? Yeah, definitely neither of us get a shot in the dark on this one. Yeah, for sure. So I don't think there's anything we can do about that. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, um, we'll be back. And we're back from watching Zoolander. Surprise of the century. I loved it. Yeah, I also loved it. (laughs) It was... It, It holds up. You know, I was scared because... Going back and watching Ben Stiller movies, I have been underwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, Dodgeball is a perfect example. Yeah. When we went back and watched Dodgeball, I thought I was going to like laugh the whole time. Yeah, no. Dodgeball was not good. Yeah. And that's sad because I remember liking it so much in high school. Mm -hmm. So I was really worried because I liked Zoolander way more than Dodgeball. Right. And I was worried I was going to feel the same. Now, at the same time, we did think that Heavyweights was really great. Yeah, it was was excellent. Even though it was like PG. We thought it was funny. Such a good movie. Yeah. I mean, there's a scene where he like throws his bike. <laughs> I, I like all of that type right. of humor. So again, though, it's just like I used to like it. I didn't really love Meet the Parents. Like uh, some people did really like that. I didn't really love that one. Um, but I liked most of the other things he was in. I thought they were pretty funny. So I was real worried. Mm-hmm. And this one still made me laugh. Yeah. Like today. Yeah. It, no one is more shocked than me that... It holds up so well. Well, must must have staying power because we just talked about how uh, it was six years between the VH, uh, VH1 skit yeah. and the movie, and people were clearly still finding it funny. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good. It was it, it was really good. I wouldn't go as far as to say that it transcends decades because they made a Zoolander two and it flopped. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were telling I like I completely forgot about Zoolander two. We're now in a fight that I believe we went and saw it together in theaters. We did you, not. You are saying we did not. Yeah, what you're thinking of was Anchorman 2. Okay. Yeah, which also was like a movie that should not have been made. Agreed. And I remember going to see Anchorman 2. But like I described the plot of Zoolander you didn't. 2 to you. I kind of did. No, you like weren't even close. I, I think I was a no, little I bit close. No, I read you the synopsis <laughs> and you no, did not I, remember any of no, it. No, didn't I know a couple things? No. I think I did. You literally did not know anything <laughs> about Zoolander 2. And I can't imagine that you would have gone and seen it without me. Sean Holden, I think that we saw this movie. I think that maybe I was gone and you saw it with someone else. I mean, that's possible. I don't know why you would go, but like maybe if 
one of your friends, is there any friend who would ask you to go see? <laughs> you know, when you said that, it was as if, like, do you even have friends who would dare ask you no, go, I mean, to go, who would even want to be seen <laughs> with you in a theater? No, because I'm, I'm, I'm rifling through all of your friends and wondering if any of them would want to see Zoolander 2. <laughs> I mean, possibly, like, Emily or Cecil at the time. I don't think it, I think it came out, like, more recently. Is, that's what I, I we thought, just talked about. I thought we determined it came out early on in our relationship. No, I think it came out in like 2016. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. That's like right when we got married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we I think we went and saw it together, Sean. It came out in 2016. I, I, but like I can picture like their kids in my head, like making the blue still look. You're remembering the end of the first no, Zoolander. No, I know the end of the first Zoolander does that, but <laughs> you're remembering the end of the first Zoolander as if we didn't just watch okay, it. Okay, tell me who's in it. Um, I would say Ben Stiller. Okay, you got that one. Um, I remember Kyle Mooney's in it. I remember Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. See, but the problem is that you you could be remembering the trailers, right? Or anything about the movie. You don't have to know like those big actors by... Sean, I have pretty great selective memory. I don't know. We're going to have to watch it now just to see if I remember any of it. But I, I do not remember seeing it. I, I remember asking to see it. I do remember that. And you did not want to see it. So I do not know how we wound up seeing this. Or you saw it without me, which would be even weirder because I asked you to go see it. <laughs> well, I like how now you're like rewriting history about like... No, I remember like, wanting to see you're it. You're like, you don't remember anything. Well, I remember when I begged you and you were well, like, begging. no way, get out of here. I'm going to go see it on my own. <laughs> no, not begging you to see it. But what I mean is I do remember when it came out and I do remember asking to see it. But I also remember not seeing it. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where it's like, by the time I wore you down to where you're like, okay, well, let's go see it. It was like no longer in theaters. <laughs> I'm just imagining this entire thing playing out between us of like, if it were a movie of like it, like showing like a reenactment. And then as we're like talking about things, like new things like pop up as we're like making up shit, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, whatever. We're not, we're not even here for Zoolander 2, Sean. No, but I am going to tell you, I have not seen Zoolander 2. <laughs> I think you have. No, that has a stamp of but truth. What, but like, what's so annoying is that like, if we do watch this and you do remember seeing it, you would never admit it. I am being very serious that I have not seen this movie. You have seen Zoolander 2. Then why, when I read the synopsis, do I not know any piece of it? You didn't know any piece of Sean, it. You're just pretending that you did. Sean, you have dementia and we know this. <laughs> Like, we know this about you. Like, you do not remember things well. I remember things very well. Okay. Then tell me now, after we've sat a little bit, what the synopsis was. What is the storyline? Um, They moved to New Jersey. They were already in New Jersey, actually. But yeah, okay. Why were they in New Jersey? That's where they're, where he's from. Remember, he went to the coal mines of New Jer- in southern New Jersey. In but like, they, didn't, they didn't end the movie in New Jersey. They opened up the center for people who don't read really good in like New York. They opened it. They, they might have opened it in New Jersey. I think it's like it's on the river, like where it's like separated by just the bridge. Okay, I think you are now adding to Mr. Stiller's script. No, I mean, the buildings behind it were pretty big. So it's probably on the New York side, but it's literally right by like on the water on on the Hudson or whatever. They're just like down on their luck. Things were not going well. 
And like, they have got to pull it back together. And he's like, I'm going to break back into fashion. <laughs> Where do they break back into fashion? You would definitely remember this if you had seen the movie. <laughs> You're so stupid. No, there's so many reasons <laughs> that you would remember this if you had actually seen the movie. <laughs> Why are you like this? No, this is a big deal. Where do they break back into fashion? No. But like, this isn't fair. Like, I just, <laughs> I just told you the general synopsis of a movie I saw eight years ago. You're like, you don't mm. remember. It's like, you don't remember exactly where no, they broke back in? No, no, no. I'm, gonna, I'm about to tell you, and you'll understand why I'm saying that. Yeah, and then I'll remember, and I can tell you more about it. <laughs> like, you're being so stupid. Okay. Here's the reason that you would know if you had seen it. They break back into modeling in Europe. Okay. I Not know. in the United States. I knew it was in Europe. You did? Yeah. Where in Europe? <laughs> See? <laughs> In Paris. See, no, it was not. <laughs> it was in Cannes. No. It was in Champagne, France. <laughs> no, it's not in France. <laughs> no, now I'm just mad that you're not believing me. It was in Rome. And here's the thing. Rome, if you want to. <laughs> so, okay, you're saying that it's fine that you don't remember that it took place in Europe and specifically Rome, even though when we watched... Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. You remembered, like, easily where that took place. Sean, I have watched the Lizzie McGuire movie at least 1,800 times. A long time ago. I have watched Stu Lander 20, in 2016 once <laughs> and in the air with you. This is where I'm going to have to, like, file through. Wait, do I still have the 2016? Was 2016 movie pass? No, but we still have the same credit card. Does this... Does this it's a credit card. Wait, wait, no. We just say the movie theater. Yeah. Wait, this is annoying. Well, no, because if it had been okay. Movie Pass era, we well, the app is most. Well, there, there's no way we're getting gone. into a Movie Pass account. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So Zoolander one. Mm-hmm. Was, was a good movie. Man, you really don't. I, I don't. I read the rest of the synopsis. I do not know what this is about. And I, I don't even know what the terms mean, which is how little I know about that movie. Sean. They talk about the chosen one. Sean, you don't even know where the Civil War goes in our house. <laughs> so, like, I just, like, I don't trust you. <laughs> That's not true. It is true. Literally, you put in the dishes are constantly asking me, where does this go? No, where specific does this tools go? that I don't but regularly use. But we don't live in a fucking mansion. Open up the stuff and figure it out. Here's how we're going to settle this situation. <laughs> we're going to go to a neutral third party. Uh, maybe Tyler. Tyler would be the perfect person to do this with. We're going to watch Zoolander 2. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that we can have a mediator there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you need to guess before it happens what happens. And not I, but a third party will choose whether you guessed accurately enough <laughs> to have actually seen that movie. And here's the thing. You may have seen that movie. It just wasn't with me. (laughs) I'm going to be so angry if I was in like New York or something for a conference and you ended up seeing it with like Molly. Because Molly might have wanted to see Zoolander. Molly and I were going to movies together in 2016. I mean, maybe. I don't don't know. I don't think she lived back in Memphis then. Yeah. Uh, She moved like after our wedding. After, I don't know. Back to Zoolander 1. Okay, Zoolander 1. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Uh, speaking of Molly, too, Molly was our co-host on the Home Alone 2 episode. And we have a recurring character in Zoolander. One I entirely for- forgot about. Did not remember. That DJT. Oh, God, I forgot about that already. He makes an appearance. I guess because he was just like always horn dogging around and like, yeah, like all he model wanted... competitions and stuff. Well, no, like he like he wanted to be in movies. Like he wanted to be an actor. Really? Yeah, like it was a huge thing. Huh. Like he begged to get into Home Alone too. Like, he begged. I thought that for Zoolander, the context is just that, like, I think he's trying to play up the, like, playboy persona. That, like, for sure, but I'm sure he begged to do it. Yeah. Like, I, well, don't, like, I don't think Ben Stiller was like, hey, DDJ. What is DDJ? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Sean, you have dementia. <laughs> no, DDJ. <I> have- <laughs> I have a speech impediment. <laughs> I've overcome a lot, so fuck off. Um, Here's the thing, you know, my long-term memory is actually like fantastic. It's the, it's my short-term memory. <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> no, 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 that's true. My my long-term memory is is impeccable. Uh, but man, the best. My no, yeah, no one better. Literally, literally the best. But my short-term like memory. Honestly, it's not that bad either, but for some reason, there's specific types of information I just cannot retain. It's things you don't care about. And two, for the first, like, four years of our relationship, Sean was peddling this idea that he caused himself brain damage with psychic swaps. I still believe it. Uh, I remember the day that 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 may or may not have happened. Uh, Either which way. You didn't remember people's names because of the Zycam. I don't remember having this big of an issue remembering remembering you don't people's remember names. Anyone's names because you don't care to listen. That's true. <laughs> I don't remember it being as big of a problem in the past. <laughs> it's a bigger problem today, but it is true that I uh, there's just something about names. I just like man. No matter how much I want to hear and remember your name. <laughs> I will not, <laughs> like, not in any way. Uh, I mean, I hear it, and I and I, but I, I need to start doing like where you repeat it back or something. Yeah, you know, like you, nice to meet. You know, like if someone's like I'm Jake, and then you say like nice to meet you, Jake. Like yeah, it's supposed to because help. Because here's the thing: you are not a rude person, but that's one of the rudest things you can do. Yeah, yeah, hmm. it's true. People sometimes. Uh, I don't know. Oh no! You From know, now it, on, it, when you forget people's names, I'm going to say sorry. He had a horrible Zycam incident. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: you know, it's it's all names, and so that, like that extends to like uh, titles and and uh, things like that. One thing too that I do with titles is like I just I mix and match, like with the last night night or whatever that I said, and mm-hmm. it's last duel. Right. I mix things that like Green Knight and last duel, and then they merge together. Yeah. That's something that I, I frequently do. But people's names, man, I just like, I cannot, cannot pay enough attention <laughs> during them saying their names to remember them. Yeah. So sorry if I ever forgot your name. It wasn't just you. It's a lot of people. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I, I learned it eventually if I care enough to learn your name. God. <laughs> so if I know your name, you should feel pretty good about yourself. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take this home, Sean, because we have not talked about this movie at all. <laughs> yep. I completely forgot that uh, Alex Sarsgaard was one of the roommates. Yeah. 
he uh he was in it looking nothing like what he i mean it, all i can see now is it well he's not it so <laughs> his brother is Oh, names. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Names. <laughs> I didn't know he had a brother. <laughs> he has like three that are famous actors. Wait, who? <laughs> Do they look similar? Yeah, like you could tell they're all brothers. So this is like a... Like uh, a Hemsworth. Hemsworth so yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because when I saw him, I, I mean, he looked similar enough. That's what I thought you were talking about. <laughs> Dear Lord. What else? What do you got about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this was Alex Sarsgaard. Yeah. Who played It? Uh, one brother's Peter. Um, oh, I want to say it starts with an N. I'm going to look it up. Boy, uh, if the... The best possible thing that could happen is that it was Alex Sarsgaard. I, I know it's not. I mean, you remember those things much better than I do. It's, um, oh, god damn it. Oh, Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Bill Sarsgaard. Yes, Bill. Oh, you know what? That man actually kind of looks like it in real life. <laughs> <laughs> he does. <laughs> His eyes are, like, wonky. <laughs> but you're, like, you're like, like, looking at his brother in 2002. All I can see is it. <laughs> Well, they probably look similar enough that I would... I'm going to look mean, up Alex Sarsgaard. They don't look that similar. I'm looking it up. No, they don't look that similar. Well, I mean, they look a little similar. Is he bald now? Yeah, it looks like he's like bald, but it doesn't look natural. Maybe he had cancer he's, or something? It's probably for a role. He's in, He was in the most recent episode, or not episode, but season of Succession, and he was not bald. Okay. Yeah, it's just like, like, look at that picture. That doesn't look like natural bald. That's bulbing. 100% for a role that he's filming at the time that picture was taken. Yeah, because that's like, it's like almost like stubbly on top. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, so uh, Alexander Skarsgård is in this, and Bill Skarsgård <laughs> is it. <laughs> I'm going to remember their names now. Uh, and their brother Peter is supposed to have a role in the new Batman. I mean, I don't know these people. Like, it, like I do know... One Skarsgård because he was in it. Yeah. I don't know any of the other ones, and I've never watched anything that they're in. Yeah, because I also don't watch the session. So like, is that what you said this guy was in? So like, no. I mean, Big Little Lies. Did you watch that? With nope. Me? Okay. I mean, like, literally, I'm not gonna have watched anything that these people are in. I honestly didn't know that there were three brothers. <laughs> but I mean, like, I know that the Hemsworths have brothers because. Mm -hmm. Some of them are like as famous now as Chris Hemsworth. Like Liam Hemsworth is like getting was, close. Liam Hemsworth was breakout before Chris Hemsworth. Everybody knew who he was before Chris. And yeah, then so Chris I mean, got uh, uh, Thor, and then Luke Hemsworth is the other one. Yeah, I think. On Homeland. I think, isn't there? There's like four total because one's not in movies. Probably. I think is what it was. I can't remember. They're all Australian, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I remember stuff like that. I don't. I don't remember anything like this. Well, I'm uh, at the bottom of your spicy margarita where it's just jalapeno seeds. <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a sh it's truly a shot in the dark. <laughs> or a shot to the butthole, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so you you talked about uh, actors that you didn't remember were in this. There's a couple more that I did want to mention. One was Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn oh, yeah. plays Zoolander's brother. Mm -hmm. I completely forgot about that. And it's a relatively young Vince Vaughn. Like, I don't know how old he would have been in this part, but he, like, mm -hmm. looks younger than... I mean, he clearly... I mean, it's... What, do you say? 2000... 
two mm-hmm. or something like that. So, I mean, he is younger, but Vince Vaughn, like, even in Wedding Crashers and things, kind of looked like modern-day Vince Vaughn. Yeah. He looks a little bit, like, thinner and yeah. younger in, yeah. in this than he did even in Wedding Crashers. Right. So, uh, that was kind of funny. Um, of course, you have Zoolander's father. You have uh, Ben Stiller's real father, mm-hmm. who plays his manager or whatever, talent agent, mm-hmm. whatever that guy is. Um I think I also read that Ben Stiller was supposed to play his own dad, mm-hmm. and then like his real dad wanted to play his dad, so mm-hmm. like that's how that happened. Because like, okay, his real dad, who I think is he died re- recently, right, or relatively recently? Yeah, I think he died during the pandemic. Yeah, he did. Um, was already like a famous comedian, so I mm-hmm. guess he like wanted to be in another comedy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, weird how much stuff both of them have been in together yeah. too. Like I feel yeah. like that's a common. Yeah, absolutely. Almost like cameo, but yeah. Uh, wasn't his mother? Wasn't Ben Stiller's mother also a comedian? Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if she was a comedian, or at least an she's, actress. She's definitely an actress. She's been in stuff with both of them too. Yeah. Shockingly, uh, Will Ferrell didn't make me want to kill myself. Will Ferrell isn't really in that much. Yeah, uh, it's kind of weird because he plays the main villain, but then you kind of realize. I mean, he's like a he's the main villain that you see, and then there's like a bigger villain that's out there. Which I did not remember very much of. The first scene of this movie, I did not remember at all. That first scene, I think we both like looked at each other and were like, "Is this part? Is this like an extended cut?" Because right. <laughs> like we did not remember the like covert meeting between uh, Will Ferrell's character and like the shadow government agency yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do they have a name? I don't, I don't remember. Um, I have no clue. But like that's like the opening scene, and like we both were like, "I didn't remember this at all." <laughs> no, like. I mean, I remember everything else. Everything yeah. else that happened in this movie, I remember it. I did yeah. not remember that first scene. Yeah, me either. Um, but anyway, so, you know, he wasn't as bad, I feel like, because he wasn't in very much. I th- feel like he would have angered you worse had he been in more. Probably, yeah. Because he is over the top still, like, yeah. every time he's in the scene. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like a weird character. He doesn't really, like, do much. And, like, he's supposed to be comedic, but he doesn't mm-hmm. really have that many lines at right. the end of the day. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's really 100% Zoolander and Owen Wilson. Yeah. Ansel or whatever. Yeah. I mean, honestly, probably Owen Wilson annoyed me the most, but like, it didn't annoy me that much. Oh, I thought he was pretty funny. Yeah, but I mean, like, the scene that, like, I hate more than anything that, like, does annoy me and it's always annoyed me is, like, the, uh, when they're having, like, the walk off and, like, the final move is, like, removing your underwear. Mm hmm. <sighs> that scene is so annoying. Yeah, I mean, that one was bad. I don't know. The rest of this movie was more like wordplay type jokes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's a type of humor, and I don't know why I like it so much, but I do every time I see it. And this has a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the same as like Michael Scott humor, which Mm -hmm. I also love. Mm -hmm. So Zoolander does it a lot Mm -hmm. where like the you googly. Yeah. Instead of (laughs) eulogy. Yeah, that's so funny. (laughs) Did you think I was too stupid to know what a you googly was? <laughs> so like that type of joke is a is a joke that Michael Scott could make. Yeah. There's another like one of my other favorite quotes was when he said uh it's when he's talking to his girlfriend or a soon to be girl. I don't know if they're dating yet. She's a journalist. Yeah, yeah, but they have end up they end up married and whatever. Um but she says, you know, like I used to be overweight. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was really tough for me. And I became bulimic. Mm-hmm. And he like paused and he said, 
You can read minds. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like your jokes I don't think are funny. See, I do think they're funny, but they are... I don't know. I feel like Michael Scott makes a lot of jokes like that. I don't think like that. I agree about the googly one, but I do not agree about that one. Yeah. I mean, it's the same type of joke as like, uh, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. I mean, that's a great one. Yeah. Like those types of jokes I find really funny. And mm-hmm. this movie, I feel like made a yeah. number of no, them. No, I, I, get, I get where you're going with it. Yeah. I mean, some of them are more ridiculous than others, but I think that Overall, it's, I don't know, it's that, that type of humor. Uh, not as much, like, physical comedy. There's some, um, I mean, you have some things that are just absurd. It's like mm-hmm. the gasoline fight and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's absurd. Uh, but it's not to the extent of, like, an Adam Sandler comedy, mm-hmm. which I feel like is the opposite. It's like, Adam Sandler comedies were much more physical and less dialogue-based. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you might say something funny, but, like, most of the time it's just, like, look at my frostbitten foot and then a guy whacking it with a fire poker. Like that's Ugh, the type of humor yeah. in an Adam Sandler yeah. comedy. You know what I mean? The worst. Yeah. So I, I did like this a lot more and I was so glad that it didn't pull a dodgeball. Cause I feel like dodgeball did have more of that. Like the dodge of the wrench scene is all about them getting mm-hmm. hit with wrenches. Right. Uh, I don't like him pumping up his crotch. Yeah. Like, that type of stuff. All that is much more physical and slapstick, and I like this a lot more. No, I completely agree. Vince Vaughn also in that? Yep. So I guess they work together a number of times. Yep. The other thing I want to bring up real quick, and we're talking about my favorite quote to this, is that my favorite quote, and still my favorite quote, was when he first gets shown the center. Yeah, it's the best quote. It's literally the best thing when he first sees it. And he says... The center has to be at least three times bigger than this. <laughs> that's like I think that's the funniest thing in the whole movie. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. That scene is excellent. Yeah. As far as the drinking movie, I'm I'm calling this a ten out of ten. It was really good. Uh, I think you could very easily drink to it, and everything worked. I agree. Um, I was gonna say nine out of ten, probably. Mm-hmm. I it's hard to get a ten out of ten. There's some, I feel like, some movies we've had that are maybe a 10 out of 10, where it's literally like, what's hard for me is, do you consider a 10 out of 10 when the drinks hit all the time? Mm. Or can that all almost deduct a point? I think that can almost deduct a point, because then you kind of stop playing, mm-hmm. because it's too much. This one could be too much, but it's one of those things, like, you enjoy when it happens, you're laughing through the way, and then, like... I consider a good movie like this, like where you're getting kind of lost in it, still playing the game. And like, I mean, by the end of this, like I'm clearly buzzed, like having mm-hmm. like a really good time. Um, and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching this and drinking to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with a nine. I think because yeah. I, I almost feel like it's one of those situations where we could have drank throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. What are you rating it? Okay, as a movie, is it like cinematic masterpiece? No. Did it hold up? Yes. And I didn't think it would. I thought it would not hold up. Mm-hmm. This is a movie when it came out, I'm sure probably like didn't have great reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still find it funny. I mm-hmm. found it funny then. I find it funny now. It didn't really like lose any of its humor for me. Now, like looking back on Heather's, like was the storyline of Heather's like better? Yes. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I like this movie more, mm-hmm. uh, at least like for me, and because I've mm-hmm. seen it, I have such a connection to it. So I'm going to give it 
an 88. Okay. I could almost give it a 90, but I'm trying to be better about differentiating like what qualifies as like a 90 to 100 comedy and what mm-hmm. qualifies in the 80s. And I mm-hmm. think this is in the 80s. No, but a high 80s. I respect it. I'm giving it an 81. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. That's what I gave. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Almost exact opposite. Yeah. But hey, for a comedy to get in the 80s with me is, especially when it's the bad movie. But, I, mean, I mean, for me, for a comedy like this to still make me laugh at all mm-hmm. at this point, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Like the jokes are good enough that they, that they survived. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely not the case for a lot of the things that we watch. Right. So. Yeah. Well, I had fun. Uh, I thought it was a good pairing, and Zoolander was great to watch. Heather's was great to watch. I hadn't seen it, so now I know all these things that Mm -hmm. I hadn't heard or known about and didn't really have a context for. Right. Uh, Next week's your movie night, right? Yep. (laughs) You say it, unsuredly. Well, because I don't know how you're going to react to these picks. Ooh. Uh, so when you mentioned that you're going to do a Ben Stiller movie, it incited me to also do a Ben Stiller movie. I'm going to keep oh that God. theme going. This is like when we had like the like 80 days of alien movies. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of alien movies there for a while. I have banned alien movies. No more alien movies. Uh, there's not an alien in this. Uh, Spice Girls... Um, Spice World, I mean, did exactly. Have what I'm saying is, I don't, I, I don't care what your picks are right now, but they cannot be an alien movie. Okay, well, it's not an alien movie. Okay, okay. So the first movie is a Ben Stiller movie that I've talked a lot about. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think you've ever seen it, but I have seen it many a time. Mm-hmm. And that movie is Mystery Men. Mm-hmm. Mystery Men is a movie where Ben Stiller. Uh, plays kind of like the leader of a group of vigilantes, like a hero team, kind of. Mm-hmm. And they don't have like particularly good superpowers. They're more just like a ragtag team of vigilantes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a city with a real superhero. It's kind of like a Superman figure and a real supervillain uh, who kind of like kidnaps that superhero. So they have to go mm-hmm. rescue him. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the whole premise of this. Mm-hmm. They're living in this guy's shadow, and then they have to go rescue him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk about more uh, about it more next week, but I don't know. There are aspects of this that I'm worried about that you may or may not like. Mm, I'm worried too. <laughs> but I think it's. I used to love it. I haven't seen it in quite a while, but it's one of those movies that I hope it holds up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's going to hold up as good as Zoolander, but we'll see. But it's one where you know Galaxy Quest held, uh, held up pretty well. Mm-hmm. I still love that seeing it and this movie is around the same time period I liked it about equally as much when it came out we'll see how it does mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now for the pairing I am choosing a little known movie does this mean it's a big movie no I mean I think it means it's a little known movie I don't, <laughs> I don't think anybody has ever said it this called Push by Push. Sapphire <laughs> wait what <laughs> Precious. <laughs> Push by Sapphire. <laughs> oh my god. In what world could I pair Precious with Mystery Men? I, I don't know. Well, and it was the bad movie. I don't know. Oh man. Also, I'm doing a movie night wrong if Precious is anywhere in the mix. <laughs> there are just some movies 
that are too serious and too long and Ooh, they do not Lord. make for a good drinking movie. <laughs> like, we're never going to do 12 Years a Slave, right? Like, we're never going to do Precious. There are just certain movies that are just like, they're too serious. <laughs> Sounds like you have a demographic problem, Sean. Oh, Ashley, come on. <laughs> there are certain movies you do not want to drink to. Okay, I'm not crazy. There is a there is a novel called Push by Sapphire, which I think Precious was named, was inspired by. I'm not crazy. I just looked it up. Wow. <laughs> Wait, look at it. Look at it. Is that what Precious was based off of? Yeah, it's the 1996 novel that was made into the 2009 movie Precious. Oh well. So I'm not crazy. Wow. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't remember that. That was the name. I knew it was based on a book. I was but. like, I swear to God, I think that. I am correctly remembering Push by Sapphire. Uh, well, I, I did not remember that, but no, that is not what we're just saying. Oh my goodness. Yeah, like Precious, like, isn't like Monique who plays like her abusive mom, like throws like a fight, frying pan at her. Like, that's what I remember from. It's like, it's like abusing her ever, for frying pan. I don't think I ever saw it. Um, some of these things, I mean, it's just so serious. Yeah. Um, or to just like, not this type of movie, but too slow. So, like, The Artist, for instance. Mm-hmm. No way could we make The Artist uh, a drinking night movie, right? Like, even if it won an Academy Award Best Picture, and even if, et cetera. The Irishman, not a drinking night movie, right? Yeah. There, there's so many types of movies that aren't drinking night movies. Right. Um, that it doesn't mean you have to only choose comedies, but <laughs> <laughs> we can't choose something that, that, that is that depressing. Right. <laughs> All right. So, no, not Pushed by Sapphire. Push, just Push, starring, it's Push by uh, Chris Evans. <laughs> He's not the one that uh, wrote it, but he is the main star of this little known movie in which he has the ability to push things. Dear Lord. Yeah, I looked it up. That's part of the synopsis. His ability is that he can push things. He's kind of telekinetic or, or whatever you would call that. <laughs> and he has to get together a band of other people that have various other uh, abilities like that, including, I think, Dakota Fanning. I think that was the other main character right? when I looked it up. So that seemed like a fitting pairing. There's many ways that I could go with this. And I went with just somebody that had to collect a group of people. Uh, Push is on a lot of lists for some of the worst bad superhero movies. So I felt like I would give it a try. And it's nice to sometimes have a movie that we can both have a shot in the dark to. Yeah. That we haven't both seen before. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, it's a risk choosing movies that you haven't seen before, but sometimes they really pay off. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a hot mess. It probably will be. Cellular is another one that I hadn't seen, though, uh, mm-hmm. and that turned out to be a fantastic bad movie. That is true. So and this is Chris Evans again, so we'll see. He might be the exact same type of character. I think that Chris Evans, like Fantastic Four era Chris Evans, was just a bad actor. He really needs to think who whatever like PR firm or agent that he got that somehow convinced Disney that he could be the Marvel superhero. <laughs> At the time, I think it was still just Marvel because <laughs> yeah. they bought it in the middle after. Yeah. Like he, he needs to, he needs to send a fruit basket. Well, and especially because Chris Evans, Fantastic Four was bad. Mm-hmm. Cellular bad. I'm assuming this mm-hmm. movie is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. There are many early Chris Evans movies where he just plays kind of like a frat guy. Like, Mm -hmm. not like anything particularly great. Mm -hmm. His acting doesn't particularly stand out. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Uh, He didn't have, like, huge roles. And then I feel like he landed Captain America. Also, he... uh, Captain America, the first one, the first Avenger or whatever, was 
probably one of the weakest in the whole series of horrible. MCU movies. I did not enjoy watching it. Horrible. Uh, whereas the other ones, he got much better over time. Like mm-hmm. the Civil War was so much better. Uh, Winter Soldier, so much better. By the end, I really liked Chris Evans. And then he was in Knives Out and I thought he was great in that. So like he clearly mm-hmm. developed. But I feel like he was also given better roles. Because mm-hmm. these early ones are bad. So here's hoping that Push is also just as bad. Yeah. Well, to close us out, you want to play a game? What is that game? We're both at the end of our spicy margaritas. Uh-huh. Do you want to finish it and us both eat the jalapeno that's in the bottom of our... Why would I do that? Why wouldn't you? It's fun. How is that fun? I don't know. It's like kind of like torture. Kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Here's the game I want to play. What? Tell me as much about Zoolander 2 as you can. I'm glad you asked. I can't wait to tell you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, oh man, now I should I switch? <laughs> <laughs> no. Zoolander 2 is the first movie. Or no, Mystery Men is the is the good movie. Zoolander 2 is the bad movie. I don't know. Based on what you just told me about Mystery Men, I think it's the bad movie. Uh, you might think so, but we'll see. Okay. Until next time. All right. Bye.